It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno. I'm with Debbie Kiever, and we are rejoicing, really excited for what God is doing through the episodes in these podcasts as we have shared stories in the past few months. You know, last month in our series on do-overs, we shared the stories of Krista Demedio and Greg Diener, and we have been overwhelmed at the response and the way that God is using their stories to bring others to an understanding of the restoration that God is working in their lives, and also to bring God glory, which is obviously our ultimate uh, goal. It's interesting because it's not just Krista and Greg that have stories that can impact people for the kingdom of God. You have a story, I have a story, Debbie has a story. And so God uses each one of these stories for his, for our good and for his glory. Now, as we go through uh, these series that we're, we're looking at in this month, and we've called this series, uh, What's Your Story? Today, we're on our third episode, and we're titling this Favorite Chapters. Because there are favorite chapters in our story that we look back on, and sometimes I think we wish those chapters would would take up more time, or we could spend a little more time in that chapter. You know, you may even go back if you're reading a book and read a chapter again. Like there are certain chapters that we don't want to leave in our story, but there are also chapters before that, like we talked about last week, that that are called rising action. And it's interesting, as the story goes, right, we, we're introduced to the characters, we're introduced to the beginning of the story. Conflict happens, like we talked about last week. Rising action takes place, which honestly, I know in my life, probably like yours, when conflict happens, lots of events of rising action keep taking place until you get to that place that we call a turning point. And then there was a downward action after that. Now those downward actions are actually those times that we might think are are sweet or places that we wanna stay. And while they are uh, positive places we might view them at, they're also places where we really have to have an understanding of how to approach those seasons if we don't want to end up back in a place where we're dealing with a lot of conflict going back through rising action. So today as we talk about different uh, places on the plot line, we're going to break each of these uh, seasons, we might call them, into chapters because we're talking about books here. And so we're looking at the different chapters in our lives. And Deb, I don't know, I look at the different chapters in my life. I know there was the chapter for me that I've just experienced, you know, a, a large transition, a big move. Like that is a significant chapter in somebody's life when you go through leaving one place to go to another leaving one job to go to another uh that is a huge chapter and and we can go through other chapters i've gone through the chapter of of infertility or trying to start a family right we all go through different chapters in our lives this is quite a season for uh, weddings weddings being done differently so you have seasons of your life we just celebrated our 30 first anniversary actually yesterday and so that was a season 31 years ago getting married and and yet how many friends have been through seasons of divorce or separation yes. uh, I, we're, everybody's laughing right about all the babies that are going to be um, born around the holidays right because of the covid covid babies are calling them and um, <laughs> the season of having the babies the seasons of children moving out uh, sometimes you feel like 
uh, things are really sweet, your job's going well, and then there's seasons where your job is downsized or it's maybe they're repackaging the where they put their employees and, and then you get to find yourself in a season of looking for a job. There's mm, times mm. where you're dealing with uh, illness, long seasons of chronic illness, and then those times where you get that report that you're cancer-free and, and mm. you're enjoying a season of fewer medical doctor visits and blood work and, and just feeling well. And there's times where the finances are strong and there's times where that understanding of praying for your daily bread becomes even more mm -hmm. uh, important to you because you're looking to pay the bills. You know, it's you're on a shoestring budget at that point. I think of times in my life that are very exciting. There's something new, and and it's it's all new, so it's very exciting. There's times where, honestly, the day seems kind of boring. It, mm -hmm. you know, it looks like the one, especially <laughs> when we were all quarantined. Uh, you yes, yes. what day it was because it looked like every day. Uh, so there's all different seasons of our lives. Some are very high and some are very low. It's interesting when you just said the the quarantine season that we've all just been through. There are some seasons that we know are coming, like when your child is 12 years old and you know that you're getting ready to be the parent of a teenager. You know that season is coming or you know that chapter is coming. But then there are chapters that come upon us that we weren't expecting, like a pandemic, like a quarantine. So it's interesting whether it is a chapter in our story that we know is coming, that we've been preparing for or anticipating, or it's a ch chapter that we kind of say, where did that chapter come from? Whether it's good or bad, right? Something we want to be in or we don't want to be in. Every single one of the chapters in our life are building blocks for our character development and our maturity. And if we go back to that idea of the plot line, every single plot on the plot line of a story is a place where the author is developing character. You know, if you read a story, you can see how the character is developed differently and you get to know the character differently and you see them change every chapter of the book. It's exactly what's happening in our story as God continues to write the story in our lives as well. You know, I think as someone who likes to maintain control of an environment, um, I know that's my personality type, it is hard to trust God in the day-to-day -day because I really would prefer to see the full picture. I'd like to know that my main character at the end of the book lives with a happily ever after hallmark and yes, yes. kind of thing. But we all know that doesn't always work out that way. And so a visual that God has really placed in my heart over the years that has helped is doing a jigsaw puzzle. You know, if when you build a puzzle, you're always looking at the, the picture. You know, mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out where this piece fits in the, the overall scheme. And, and frankly, I'd like to know what the picture is that I'm building. Mm -hmm. But life doesn't work that way. And so if you, you're looking at God is the one, he holds the box. He sees the yeah. picture and how all of these individual pieces, each day, each event, each character, uh, each chapter, right? Uh, every word on our page, he sees how it fits in the grand scheme of things. But he only gives me one piece at a time. Yes. You know, many times have he, has he handed me a piece and I'm going, I don't want that piece. <laughs> I like the pretty color picture, you know, the pretty piece. I think that's really what I want. Mm -hmm. And he says, you, he just looks at me, you got to trust me in this. Mm -hmm. What he's most concerned about is that on a day-by-day -day basis, I continually 
receive from him with an open heart what it is that he's giving me, what he is allowing me to experience, trusting in him that this has a place in my storyline. I think of Joshua 3, 3 and 4. Now this is right before Joshua is going to lead the Israelites across the Jordan River. And, and, and just imagine all the emotions that all of them have. He says to Joshua, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and remember that was the Ark of the Covenant was God's presence. When you see his presence and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. I love this visual because he sees the whole story. He sees the picture on the box and he says the most, the, the wisest thing that you can do, Debbie, is to keep your eyes abiding on me. Stay connected with me so that when I hand you another piece, you want to use the book terminology when you read another sentence and you're not sure how this fits. You keep your eyes on me because trusting that I know where you're going with this. I know how the story ends. I know how the puzzle piece looks in the midst of the entire picture. You keep your eyes on me. And and the control piece part of me wants to like push and try to see the end result, but we all know that's impossible. Mm. But I am learning. <laughs> I have a lot more peace and I actually can enjoy the present moment that I'm in. Whether it's a hard one or a good one, I can have more peace. I can rest better. I'm trusting better because I'm abiding. I'm listening to the Father and having a confidence that He knows how this is going to work together. Really made me think when you were just sharing that about, you know, I know we've referenced those books where you get to decide what chapter you're going to next, right? And every time we come to another chapter, end of a chapter in our story, uh, we do have that choice on what our next chapter is going to look like based on which way we go. And this is really the key verse for that. If you choose to go toward that chapter, is that where the presence of God is? Is that where God's peace is? Is he leading you there? Or if you choose to go that way, like when we get to those crossroads in our stories, we've got to look for exactly what you just read in Joshua 3. Where is God's presence? Where is his peace leading us as we continue on in the book that he's writing in our lives? So it also reminded me when you were just talking about the puzzle, I was somebody who, oh, we used to go on road trips because my dad was afraid to fly. And so we went on very, very long road trips. And um, I used to love to do uh, cross-stitch. And so I remember before we would go on our long road trips, my mom would take us to the craft store and we were able, we were each allowed to purchase, my sister and I, a cross stitch. Well, especially when you're in a car and especially when you're eight, nine or 10 years old, you know, the back of the cross stitch, let's face it, it's hard to do anyway. There are knots on the back. There are uh, colors that are jumping over the other color, right? You look at the front and the front uh, usually turned out pretty well, right? Even for an eight, nine or 10 year old girl, the front usually looked the way it was supposed to look. But when you would look at the back, right, that's the place you wanted to hide because there were so many knots and so many mess ups and so many ways you had to change things around that really weren't supposed to happen that way. Sometimes you would go back in and you would try to undo what you did because you would kind of want to show everybody afterwards, but look at the back, you know, look at the back. But the reality is that there are seasons in life where things just come together in this way, right? We have to trust him that in these places where we have to have a do-over or where things look knotted up or tangled up, 
the the picture that he is painting, the story that he has written and we are walking out in our lives, right? It is a beautiful display as everything comes together, regardless of the knots that went into it, regardless of the places that the threads got, you know, crossed over. God, we may not see it all right yet, but we can trust him that he knows what he's doing in the picture where this chapter is going to look the way that he wants the chapter to look. You know, the the word picture, again, just one more analogy, because I think, I think when you talk about the storyline of our lives, it's almost a vague concept. You know, we just, we don't, we don't really quite know what this whole story of our lives looks like. But again, God speaks through tangible things. Jesus used tangible things to make his point. And I think a lot of people understand what a Thomas Kincaid picture looks like. You know, they're beautiful. And the thing that he's, he's like the master of working with light. And what is it about his pictures that make the light stand out so much? It's the dark. Mm. You know, it's always, mm-hmm. it's always next to such a dark part of the scene. And gosh, when I think of the times in my story where God's light has shone through the best, where he has revealed uh, himself to me in a most profound way, you know, it's not actually the easy times. Mm-mm. It's the times where it was so dark, it was so lonely, and I felt so um, confused. And it was in that place that his light appeared the most. So I, I, how we approach, Laura, how we approach these seasons or these chapters of our life is going to determine how well, how quickly, how smoothly we are developing our character into the, the character of Christ, which ultimately is what fulfills our destiny what fills the, the call that God has on our lives. So today, is, uh, it's interesting. We're going to be talking about the chapters that, you, that are good. They're the chapters that you don't want to see end, like you referred to. Now, one of my lifetime favorite books is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. And I, I can't even tell you how many times I've purchased it because I've loaned it out and then I never get it back or people ask if they can buy it. Um, so I have read this book probably six or seven times. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's that not like a, a tiny little book. It's a big one. And it really has had a profound, like specifically in my own walk with the Lord, has had a real profound um, impact in the way I love other people and the way I see myself. Now, I remember the first time I read this, you know, I didn't know how it was going to end. And I go to bed at 10 o'clock very faithfully because I am not nice the next day if I don't. <laughs> and I finished this book at two in the morning. And then when I finished it, I went back and read the last 20 pages again. There are seasons in our lives that are like that, that you just want to sit there and reflect on like, oh, what I just want to like daydream about that wonderful moment again, hoping that it will like it's a fairy tale. It just won't go away. But that is not the way life rolls. Debbie, I love how the word of God has a scripture in it for every single chapter or season that we're looking at in our lives. And we've been talking today about the fact that there are good chapters, right? Our favorite chapters. Well, the word of God, God has so much to say about how we are to live in the hard times, but also just as much to say about how we are to live in the good times, right? And we're going to go into this more and see why it's so important to the Lord that we live correctly in the good times. But there is a a passage in Deuteronomy 8, and we're going to reference this quite a bit as we go through the rest of this uh, teaching today. But Deuteronomy 8, 10, listen to what 
uh, God is saying through Moses to the people of Israel when they are about to embark on their promised land. That they have just come out of 40 years of rising action. <laughs> that is a tough time. They have reached a turning point. And now they are going into like the chapter that they have waited all of their lives for, right? For 400 years, these people have waited for this, this chapter. And so this is going to be a good chapter. And God says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Now we could take every single word in there and break it up because every single word in there goes back to what we're supposed to be doing. When you get into that favorite chapter in your life, praise. That means be grateful for. Give God glory for where you are. You know, they were going into a place where they were going to have bountiful crops. And interesting, if we really study into their, their journey into the promised land, the crops that they were going to be eating, other people had planted. That's one of the things that happens. They get to go into this place where they're going to eat grapes from vineyards that the people who are already in the promised land had planted. All of this bountiful produce, all of this, uh, what was going to take them into their next was already there prepared for them. It would really be impossible for them to get there and say, well, we planted this because God already had it purposed for them. So he's saying when you get there, recognize that where you are and what I have for you is from me and give me praise for it. Be grateful for where you are. And that relates right to us. That relates to you and me. When we find ourselves coming out of hard times and into these, what we might say, favorite times, you know, places where maybe we struggled with a job and now we're in a steady job, places where our family is healthy, places where our relationships are healthy and the church family that we're in is healthy and, you know, our house doesn't need as many repairs or maybe they we've even, or planning for a vacation or we've just gotten back from one. You know, these are seasons that we might call good seasons, good chapters. But it's in these times that we have to be incredibly careful to be sure to be grateful. You know, walking in a spirit of gratitude means that you daily focus on what God has done, what he has given you and saying thank you, right? Big things and small things that God gives us to enjoy in these favorite chapters of our lives. We have to thank the Lord every step of the way. That's the first thing that God spoke through Moses to the people. When you see all of this abundance, when things are rolling the way you want them to roll, make sure to give thanks. That spirit, it's not just the words, it changes who we are on the inside and keeps our perspective right that everything has come from him. And you want to enjoy those gifts. It's not like you just you know begrudging or try to excuse, oh my gosh, things are going so well when you're talking to somebody who's not in that place. Yes. He, he yes. wants you. He wants you when you've eaten and are satisfied. It's like a, a parent who's so excited to give a child a gift, and the kid, you know, is like, I can't enjoy it. It'll break. I'll lose it. You know, it's it's one of those. Just enjoy the moment. Live in the present. But like you said, be grateful. You know, if you go on to verse eleven, be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God, failing to observe His commands, His laws, His decrees that I'm giving you this day. 
one of the challenges with good times, and, and good times are fun, right? But one of the challenges that you can let your guard down in your ability to be obedient to what God is telling you to do. I mean, if you, when you're not under pressure, are you as motivated to pray? Are you as motivated to spend time with the very one who's given it to you? Or are you relaxing a little bit more, uh, letting, not putting your armor on, not as aware that Satan is a very real enemy who's very much still wanting to come and steal, kill, and destroy in your life. Sometimes we forget that the blessings that we're experiencing have come from being obedient in the hard seasons. Mm -hmm. So in those good seasons, let's make sure that we don't let our guard down uh, you know, and, and relax a little bit too much. Mm, you know, it's easy to say uh, new place, right? New rules. It would be easy for Israel to say, well, when we were in need and we had to look to you, Lord, for our daily bread, for our daily manna, when we had to look to you, we certainly wanted to do what you said. But when we are in this new place, in this new season where things are rolling easily, we're going to change things up a little bit and maybe not uh, follow after exactly what you said uh, the way we did in the past. It's in critical in those times to remember that we have to stay connected and follow the Lord in the same way that we did in the beginning in those hard times during our easier times too. I think it's important in the good times too, Deb, that we uh, maintain that spirit of humility and not become proud. It's easy in the hard times to recognize that what we accomplish or what we are blessed with, we certainly couldn't have gotten there with our own hands. But when we get to those places where we are in those easier chapters, it's easy for us, and, and we, we see that Israel certainly fell into this later on, uh, to look back and say, um, wow, look what I've accomplished, look where I've gotten, look what cities I have been able to defeat in my life, and to become a little bit proud. If you look back, and, and if you want to go back, uh, if you're listening you know, today, want to go back and check out the rest of Deuteronomy chapter 8, you're going to see that God goes over with the people the things that he accomplished that later on in life they might look back and forget that he did if he hadn't done those things they would not be in the position where they were he says i delivered you from your enemies right i gave you manna i brought water out of a rock you would not be where you are in your favorite chapter if it was not for me working miracles for you in the chapters that you didn't like so much in fact he says you may say to yourself uh, this is verse 17 of Deuteronomy 8. My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. You know, it's easy to get to the other side and be in those good chapters and say, wow, look what I've accomplished. But sadly, and, and we know this if we've gotten ourselves to this point ever, that is another snare. It will take us back to another wilderness. Mm -hmm. It will take us right back out. And maybe this is why books have sequels, right? <laughs> because there's another challenge. Everything gets wrapped up in the end and then boom, there's another challenge and a new book has to start. So, you know, we want to stay in a, a place. We know that pride comes before a fall. We don't want to fall. We want to keep going up from glory to glory. So we want to stay in a place of humility and avoid the pride of thinking that we got to where we are in those good chapters on our own. 
you know, another healthy approach to the good times is to remember that when God is blessing you with abundance of whatever, whatever it is that he's blessing you with, whether it's peace or health or finances, where your your cattle have grown, right? Your crops have uh, been really fruitful. He calls you to be a blessing to other people in that place. You know, there's a tendency if you've lived through some hard times to want to hold on really tightly and not share, not be generous because um, you're because you remember the hard times. And yet he's saying, look, I've blessed you to be a blessing in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. He, re- he references that. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'll bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will, and whoever curses you, I will curse. Now listen to this. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. Look, when he pours blessing onto his kids, it's so that you can turn around and begin to look and be aware, listen to his Holy Spirit and give you direction and be a blessing to those who are in need around you. He's never asked within the body of Christ that we hoard things. We're called to share and to be generous. And you find that the more the more he pours blessing in and the more you freely give, the more he loves to bless you because he's, he's meeting the needs of a lot of people through his church, especially Amen. in times like this where there's, I see so many people are, are in feeding programs and and you know if you are able to food shop for somebody who's quarantining at home for health issues like get in your car and just go help and and encourage and bless the body of christ by doing this it's important to be generous amen you know you you can do this better right you you're able to be generous better and bless others better if you hold on loosely to the blessings you have been given and I, look, I think about the scripture in Job uh, 1. We know Job's story, right? He, he had it all, and then he, he lost it all. He lost everything. And he says uh, in verse 21 of the first chapter of Job, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You have a picture of your hand and a blessing in it. You know, we want to enjoy those blessings just like you just shared. We want to enjoy those those good times, those good chapters. We want to enjoy the blessings while the Lord has allowed us to steward them. And that's a key word here. We don't own anything. The Israelites didn't own anything. Job didn't own anything. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. But he gives us for seasons opportunities to steward different things, different people. And we have to hold on to those things loosely, not with a death grip, right? If we hold on, imagine having every single one of your fingers pried off the pain and the struggle that is, how much easier is it in the good seasons? If we maintain that season of gratitude or that emotion of gratitude that, uh, understands that it all came from God, how much easier it is when it's time to let go, to let go because it all came from him. It all belongs to him. And he gets to do with what he has given us, what he chooses. You know, we've seen through our story uh, theme this, uh, this month that the Christian life is all about ups and downs. There are good chapters, there are hard chapters, and there are a lot of pages in between. But we can hold on loosely. We can give thanks. We can know that we are blessed to be a blessing, and we can make it through both the hard 
and the good times in the right way it, when we understand that he is present with us at all times, right? The best thing that he says how many times through the word, Old Testament and New Testament, is I am with you. Jesus said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Always means every chapter, every season, we are not alone. We have our God, our good Father with us. What a huge gift that is, right? Amen. That we don't Amen. have to walk alone. Amen. Well, with it, this is fun talking about the the rising chapters, right? The rising action and the really good chapters, and eventually there's a conclusion that comes to our story, our life story. And for the believer, the conclusion is heaven, which is the perfect ending. Amen. Right? That's there's no cliff, no cliffhangers there. Well, this has been fun this month, Laura, talking about books and the story of our lives and God being the author. I will tell you that um, how I was handling the storyline in my, my ups and down chapters, right, in my 20s um, is not the same way I'm doing it in my 50s. Probably from our month of do-overs, right, we talked about how you when you do things over as you get older, uh, I think you do them better as you continue to learn how to trust the Lord uh, more intimately with, as each decade goes by and my perspective I, I don't I don't get so hung up on the hard chapters uh, in my 50s as I did when I was in my 20s and part of that is because I, I not part I really believe the whole thing comes from trusting the author more in my 50s than I did in my 20s because he has proven himself faithful along mm -hmm. the journey one of the fun things that a lot of folks like to be part of is something called a book club and next week on Beyond the Building podcast that's going to go air on Monday is called The Book Club. You think about the importance of community. We are doing life, living out our storylines in community. And the importance of getting together and sharing your perspectives, sharing what you are learning, sharing how you are growing. Because whenever you read a good book, it should produce some kind of change in your life and certainly the way we're navigating the ups and downs of life are producing changes in our character and it's good to talk about them it's I think by talking about things you really solidify what you're learning now the challenge with a book club is you can have one book 20 women and 20 perspectives and they're all accurate but you can get irritated with each other just by listening to somebody else's viewpoint their perspective so we will be talking about the importance of showing a lot of grace um, because not everybody is going to navigate the ups and down chapters the same way. So we hope that this is challenging you in your thinking, ultimately just to trust the God who is the author of the story of your life, um, who loves you deeply, who's present, who um, is there to love you and hold on to you through the good times and the hard times. And as you come back next week, there's going to be a lot of focus on how we do life together uh, as we share our stories. So thank you for joining Laura Prano and myself, Debbie Kiever, on this week's episode of Beyond the Building. We look forward to having you come back and join us. Again, we love you. We appreciate this community. And you know what? If you can, throw your favorite book on our webpage. What, what is a book that has impacted your life? Go to Beyond the Building or on the part of our beyondwomensconference.com and go ahead and write down what, what book has inspired you, what book has challenged you, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about why. Give us your perspective um, on your own personal book club. So thanks for joining us today, everybody. Have an amazing week. We love you so much.
Thanks so much. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that He has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.